Welcome everyone to the Ovet Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Yud Chet and Megillah. We will begin on Yud Zayin Amur Bet. Um, at the bottom of the page where it says, Umara'u Lomar Birkata Shanim B'Tashit. We're going through the, the, we're going through the Berachot of the Amidah, and we're asking how come Birkata Shanim in the Tashit. Actually, we did this last time, but we'll mention it now. The reason why we do this is opposite the mafkiashim, the people who uh, raise the prices, the people who have the monopoly and they're able to raise the prices artificially. Hashem wants to, knock, we want to knock them off. And therefore, in order to knock them off, we say, Hashem breaks the strength of the wicked. It says that, David in the ninth. In the ninth Mizmor of Tehillim mentions this idea of Shover Zedor Rasha. Okay, we are now again three lines before the wide lines. Uh, we mentioned last time in the class that it wasn't really the ninth; it's really the tenth in our Tehillims. But that's because we have two Tehillims out of the first one. <coughs> really, it's only one, and therefore the ninth, the tenth, is really the ninth. Okay, says the Gemara. Why do we mention Mekabetz and Chayam Oyisel after Mevalech Hashanim? Tichtiv, Vatem Hare Yisel Anpechem Titinu Upriyachem Tisau Laami Yisrael Kikaru Kikervu Lavo. You, the mountains of Israel, you'll sprout your branches and give your fruit to my people because they're coming back to returning, and therefore we see the people are returning. So the so the fruits go before the Jews coming back. That's why Mekabetz and Chayam Oyisrael comes right after the fruits. Says Once we gather the galiot together, the next thing we do after we gather the galiot is we do din and rishaim. I will <coughs> get rid of your of your impurities, like, as if we would use lie. Lie is like a detergent. And then it says right afterwards, it says, I will return your judges. That's why Hashiva Shoftenu comes right after Mekabetz and Chayam Oyistayel. Says the Gemara, the Kevishan din Bashim. Once we do Din and Rishayim, Kalu Poshim will get rid of the wicked people. That's why we have, that's why we get rid of, uh, the Rishayim, we say, we say Laminim right after that. We break the Poshim, and those who sin will get rid of, will get rid of them together. Once we get rid of the Poshim, that's why we lift up the Sadikim, that's why we do Al Sadikim Al Hasidim right after right after Laminim. And all the horns of the wicked are cut off. And I'll raise the, the horns of the righteous. So therefore, right after we get rid of the, the Shaim, we raise the righteous. That's why Al-Sadikim is right after that. We also, why, why do we include the Gerat Sadik there? Because Now, Zaken is a, a, a rabbi. And right after it says, it mentions the ger, and therefore, since the ger is mentioned right after the zaken, so we throw the gerat tzedek ve'alenu 
into our Allah Tzadikim. The question would have been, how come we throw in Gerim, even though Gerim are not necessarily Tzadikim? Answer, since the Pasuk mentioned them right next to each other, so we throw it in over here. Says the Gemara, now why do we go to Bonei Yerushalayim? Hechan metron mekaran Tzadikim. When do we raid? Where is it that we, the Tzadikim are going to feel that they're metromem? Yerushalayim, let's give me Yerushalayim. Shireyamar, Sha'alu shalom Yerushalayim Yishlayim ohavayich. It says, pray for the peace of Yerushalayim, and those who love you will be happy. So we see that those who love Hashem, the Sadiqim, are only happy in Yerushalayim. That's why Tishkom B'Toch Shalom Yircha comes right after Al-Sadiqim, Al-Hazidim. V'kevin shenevnet Yerushalayim ba-David. Once Yerushalayim is built, David HaMelech will come. Shnei Amar says, we're on the top of Yerchet. Achar Yashuv B'nei Yisrael b'kshu et Adonai Elohechem v'etavim l'kam. The Jews will return. Once David comes, that's when the Tifila will come. That's when we do Shomea Tifila. David, right after that comes Shomea Tifila. Once you have Tifila, once our prayer gets answered, then the Avodah and the Betrayas will come back too. Because it says, Olot to him, the, the Olot, and their sacrifices will be on Amai Mizbeach, which is the Pasuk right after Vahaviyotim Halakochi. Okay? So therefore, you see that one comes right after the other. The Kevin Shabbat Avodah Bat Hatoda. Once the Avodah comes back, we're going to start thanking Hashem, Shemar, Zoveach Toda Yichabedanini. The sacrifice, then Todah, you, then, then with thanks you'll give me. So you see, sacrifice, Avodah, followed by Modim, thanks. Good. So why does Bukat Kornim come right after uh, Modim? Says the Gemara, Aaron lifted his hands, et el ha'am to the nation, <coughs> and he came down, me'asot ha'hatat ve'alav shlamim. He says he came back from doing the Avodah and then he lifted his hands. So you see that after the Avodah, he did this. Maybe it's before the Avodah. Right? Because it says that he lifted his hands and then it says the Olah. He said he came down from doing it. Asot says me asot. He says he came back from doing it. So it sounds like if he did it already. It sounds like he did the avodah, and after avodah it comes in. So says my v'lema achavodah. So if it's after avodah, why don't we do kohanim after the tzeh? Why do we wait till after modim to do it? We should do it right after the tzeh. This pasuk mentioned you came down from the avodah, and right then it says you do kohanim. So why do we stick modim in there? Should be before modim. Mm-hmm. Says the gemara. Lost like that. It can't be dechtiv. Zoveach Toda. It says Zoveach and then right after Toda. So we can't separate between Zoveach and Toda because the Avodah and, to- and Modim have to be right next to each other. Therefore, we put it right after that. Okay? So Moses says, Why did you focus on Zoveach Toda and say we shouldn't break these, things to- these two things apart? Why don't we focus on the Vaisa Aronat Yadav and they came down, came down from doing the Avodah? You have one pasuk that says that Birkat Kohanim comes right after Avodah. And you have another pasuk that says that Avodah comes right before Modim. Right? Uh-huh. We're relying on the 
Modim wants to put Modim first. Who told you? Maybe we should learn this Pasuk and put Kohanim right after Avuda. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. You basically have two Pasukim. Who told you which one should win? Says the Gemara. Mistabra, it's logical. Avoda chada milti. Avoda and thanking Hashem are really the same idea. In Avoda, you th- you're doing a sacrifice to thank Hashem. In Hoda, you thank Hashem verbally. And therefore, since they're both the same, if I have two pesukim, I'd rather do the logical one than the illogical one. Is that clear? Good. Says Why does Brikat Kornim follow by Sim Shalom? We know that Hashem is blessing His peace. And since Hashem says, probably it means that Shalom should be right after that, because the blessing of Hashem is always peace. Is that clear? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, we know that Shimon Pekuli ordered them, and we said also that it was on Shekhar Sekhla. Why did we say that Shimona Bakuli, who's a Tana, ordered the Amidah? I thought we already did it from the. We already said it was done from the 100, 120 rabbis with Nevi'im. Who needs Shimona Bakuli? What's he doing? What happened was that they had made it. The people had forgotten the order, and Shemur Bakuli came back and put it back in order. Shemur Bakuli. Shemur Bakuli. Shemur Katan is the one who made Laminim. This is the one who put it in order. Okay. Says Besides for these 19 Melachot, you now let us say the praise of Hashem. Pasuk says, who will say the praise of Hashem? The one who says all his praise. Only someone who could say all his tehillot. And therefore, if you add some, you're adding praise to Hashem, but since you're not saying everything, it's really like a slap in the face. Right? If you go to, to somebody who has $20 million and you say, wow, I heard you have $10,000, it's aib. It's right. He has much more. So if you, similarly, when you're praising Hashem, you have to say all is tehillot. And therefore, if you're not saying the, the berachot, that, Hashem, that we will mutaken, you can't add your own stuff. If you overpraise Hashem, you get uprooted from the world. If you say, if you if it, if you'll be told of Hashem all the things that I'll say, he'll be swallowed up because you're being swallowed up because you left out things. Silence is your praise. The best medicine is, is silence. A word is worth one sela. Being quiet is worth two sela. Okay? Says the Gemara. We quoted the Mishnah. We said, Kara al lo yatsa. If you read it by heart, you're not yotzeh. Minalan. <coughs> How do we know you're not yotzeh if you read, it, read the Megillah by heart? 
Amar Lava says, Ita zechila zechila. We have a gazelle shavah between remembrance and remembrance. Ketivah, the it says over here, Vayamim el and nizkerim, that these days will be remembered. Vechivah, the it says by Amalek, Ketov zot zikaron basefer. Write this as remembrance in the sefer. Malhan, just by, like, like by Amalek. Basefer, you have to read it from a sefer Torah. Afkan, basefer. So too, Megillah has to be from a sefer. Who told you that by by zechira uh, of Amalek it means you have to read it? Maybe you just have to look at it. You don't have to say the words out loud. And therefore, maybe this one too. It says, "Remember." You might think saying, "Who told you that?" Over there, you have to say it out loud by Amalek. Because you're learning from there to Megillah, but who told you that by Amalek you have to say it out loud? So he says, since there's a double Ashron, it says, don't forget, and it says, remember. Don't forget means you have to read it, you have to know, remember it in your brain. And therefore, the word remember has to be more than that. It can't be just remember in your brain, because we already said, Lot Must be that remember means to actually verbally say it. And then since, since that means verbally say it, so therefore we also have to verbally say it from a Sefer by Megillah as well. Good? Mishnah had said, Kara Targum lo yatsa. If you read Targum, you're not Yotse. Hechidem, what's the case? If the, what do you mean if you read a Targum? You read it in Aramaic. If the Pasuk, if the guy is saying, Vahi bimea hashverosh, and he's translating, Vava bimea hashverosh, he's translating it into Aramaic, Hainu apeh, that's no good anyway because you're doing it by heart. If the, the words are in Hebrew and you're reading in Aramaic, that means you're reading from your brain. So you're reading by heart. It's anyway no good. Why would we have to mention a separate case? You're reading Targum, it's no good. We already said Kara Peh is no good. You with me or no? Yeah. Says the Gemara. The case is that I wrote a Targum. And I'm reading a Targum. And it's still no good. Mishnah said that he could read it to a foreign language guy in the foreign language. I thought you said before that if you read in any other language, you're not going to tell you. It has to be in Hebrew. Says the Gemara, you're right, you're not allowed to read in any other language like English or Arabic or, or Persian, but you are allowed to read in Greek. And therefore, when we said for, not, for another purpose, and you're allowed to read in Greek, it's referring to that. Only Greek? Only Greek. Why, why Greek is different? Why especially Greek? Says the Basuk says, Yaft, Elohim li Yafet. It's Machloket. Either because Greek is the, the best language out there, the most descriptive language out there, or because it's a special Beracha for the people of Yefet. <laughs> Their language is different. Hechi Dam, you might want to. Nowadays you could read it in Greek? We're not finished the Gemara. You want to take it easy. Okay. What's the case? If the case is that it's written in Hebrew and the guy's reading Greek, that's like by heart. Same question we had before. Right? You wrote it in the Greek language. Talking about a case where you wrote it in Greek. Okay? And that's what we're saying that you're allowed to read it in Greek. Okay? Now... So you are, no? We're not finished yet, okay. but 
once the Gemara mentions something from Rabbi Acha Amar Balazar, we're going to go off topic a second. Amar Acha Amar Balazar. How do we know that the name of Yaakov is El? Now, this pasuk, there's two ways to understand the pasuk. Yaakov is referring to the Mizbeach. Either the name of the Mizbeach is, quotes, El that's the name of Mizbeach, or Vaikra Lo El, and Yaakov called it El and the word El is Yaakov. How do you know that El is Yaakov? If you want to claim, no, it's the opposite. That Yaakov called the Mizbeach El. Vaikra lo Yaakov mibayle. It should say Vaikra lo Yaakov. It should say Yaakov called it El. Why? Why does it say Vaikra lo and it called it El Yisrael? El Yisrael, you go like this. Vaikra lo Yaakov El. He called Yaakov El. Who called him El? Elohei said, the God of the Jews called Yaakov El. That's a, a side teaching from the same rabbis. Now let's go back to the original topic. May TV. So Rav and Shmuel had both said that it's only allowed in Greek. Okay, In Greek, written in Greek is allowed. Other, any other foreign language, Arabic and Arabic, not allowed. Persian and Persian, not allowed. Greek and Greek, allowed. That's Rav and Shmuel. Okay? May TV, you have a problem from the following Brighton. We mentioned in, in the Mishnah, Kara Giftit, Ivrit, it's a bright actually. I read it in Giftit, in Coptic, or Ivrit, or in Ivrit, or Ilemit, or Madit, or Yivanit. Lo Now we said, even Yivanit, you're not Yotzeh. Now Rav and Shmuel both said that you were Yotzeh in Greek. So what's going on with this Brighta? Says the Gemara. Halo Dami Elaha. Rav and Shmuel talking about a different case. Giftirit, the Giftim. Ivrit Levrim, Elimit Levrim, Yivrit Levrim, Yatsa. Okay, according to this. It's okay? Are we still recording? No, we're good. Okay. Okay. So why do Rav and Shmuel say the Mishnah is talking about Greek language? Look what we call it. It could be, it could be any language. Because here it sounds like uh, Giftin is also good. It sounds like Ilamit is also good. So why are we saying only Greek? So change it. Elamatitin Kibraita. Really the Mishnah, our Mishnah with the Nubshat. There's a Nubshat, not like Rav and Shmuel. We're saying the Mishnah which lets other language and other languages is not only Greek. It's really Arabic and Arabic is good. And English to English is good. And so is Greek to Greek good. Right? Rav mm-hmm. Shmuel was saying a general statement, not about the Mishnah, general. Rav Shmuel He wants to say that when it comes to Greek, even a non-Greeker could hear it in Greek. So if it's English, you have to be an English speaker. If you only speak Farsi, you can't hear it in English. If you only speak Farsi, you can't... You, if, you, if, you speak, if you only speak English, you can't hear it in Farsi. But when it comes to Greek, Rav and Shmuel was saying, in the new version of Rav and Shmuel, they're saying that it's good for everyone. It's good for everyone. A Greek, even an English speaker, could hear it in Greek, just like Hebrew. Okay? 
But the Brighter said only Yivanim to Levanim. If what you're saying is true, she Yivanim to everybody. Why does the Brighter say Yivanim is good for Yivanim? She Yivanim is good for everybody. Because Rabbi Shmuel hold like Rashbag. It's not Rabbi Shmuel. Rashbag Omer. Even the Sefarim can only be written in Greek. Okay. So talking about other things. Maybe they should say the halachas like Rashbag. Why do they have to make up their own ruling? Why don't they just say halachas like Rashbag? Okay. Now Rashbag. Should work out fine. I would say that's only for other books. Since the Megillah says the word Kichtavam has to be like it's written, you wouldn't have known that it also goes. It can also be in other languages. And therefore, I have to tell you that Ravitch will have to say that it works in the Megillah also because you would have thought that the word Kichtavam might be excluding the Megillah, that it can't be written in Greek. And that's why, even though he holds like Rashbag, he has to tell you that the same halacha follows for the Megillah, so you don't assume that since the word, it says the word Kichtavam in the Megillah, that it can't be in Greek. LMI, no, it still could still be in Greek, so that's why Ravitch will say the rules. Okay. Now the Mishnah says, Halo es even a foreign speaker, an English speaker who doesn't hear Hebrew, if he hears it in Hebrew, he's Yotze. How can be Yotze in Hebrew? You don't know what the guy's saying. The guy's saying, you don't know what he's saying. How can you be Yotze? Just like a woman. A woman doesn't understand anything in, in the shul. She's Yotze. Or Amaret. So too, this guy who doesn't understand, if he hears it in Hebrew, he's Yotze. Right? Matkila Ravina Ravina says, Atu Anan There are three words in the Megillah. Those three, those three words, we don't know what they mean either. And since no one knows what they mean, so obviously it can't be a problem. And we still yotze in Hebrew. Rather, the reason why you have to, you don't have to understand every word, you just need the mitzvah kriya, and the Pope has a miracle. Hachanami, so too. When people don't understand Hebrew, they can be understand Hebrew because mitzvah kriya, because they, the, 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 they got the mitzvah reading, and the Pope has a miracle by the being there, and that's enough. You don't have to understand every word. Okay. Now, the Mishnah says, Kara sirugin yotzeh. Mishnah said, if you read it in sirugin, you yotzeh. The rabbis didn't know what the Mishnah meant. So in the you would have thought the word Sirugim is known, but they didn't know what it meant. Okay? Mm-hmm. They heard Rebbe's maidservant telling the students who were walking in in groups. She said, how come you don't come in all together? Why are you coming in groups and groups? I guess she had to get up and get the door a lot of times. And she told them, why are you coming in in Sirugin, Sirugin? I said, oh, she used the word Sirugin? Oh, it must be the word Sirugin means groups. And therefore, back in the Megillah, when it says you can't read the Megillah Sirugin, <coughs> you, 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 you are filled in Sirugin, it must be that you're fulfilling the Mitzvah even though you read it in drips and drabs. A, a, a bunch, then you waited, and you read, read it again, it's still your turn. Now, other non-things that we didn't know what it meant. 
Rabbi Yadi Rabbanan, my Chagagot. We didn't know what Chagagot meant. Shama la Amta de Rebbe. We heard Rebbe's servant, the Amrle, who Gavra, the Havikamakar Parchini. She saw this guy who was spreading out purslane, which is a type of vegetable. How long in the scary Chagagot? So we see the Chagagot is purslane. Another case, Lava Yadi Rabbanan, my Sassalo to the Muach. Pasuk says Sassalaya, and it'll make you, it'll lift you up. They didn't know what it meant. It's Pasuk. They heard Rebbe speak. This guy is playing with his hair. How long are you going to salsal your hair? Your hair. And then the word salsala is to salsala is to play with something. Okay. Another case. It says throw on your shame your yehovcha. I already know what it means. What do you want to throw on your shame? What's, what's yehovcha? I was walking with an Arab guy. Because he, I was carrying a, 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 a sack. He told me, Take your load and throw it on my donkey. And therefore we know that Yehovcha is a load. And that's why when he says, Throw on Hashem your load, it means leave your burdens on Hashem. Another case. It says, I shall tati you with a matai of destruction. She told her friend, saying, Take the tatya and tati the house and go sweep the house. So you see, a tatya means to broom. Good? We learned. If you read it in groups, you are Sirusin, if you read it out of order, lo yatzeh, then you're not yatzeh. Ramuna amar shum Yehuda, af sirugin im shar kedei the gemara tukula achozadosh. So Ramuna is claiming that even though we said that you have to, that if you read it sirugin, which means that you're stopping a little bit in the middle, you are yatzeh. That's only true, assuming that you don't stop too long. But if you stop long enough to finish the whole megillah, then you're not yatzeh even in sirugin. Okay, this is Ramuna's rule. Now, we're not going to see now, we're not sure if we hold like Ramuna. But that's Ramuna's rule. Says the Gemara. Amar Rav Yosef, Rabbi Yosef says, Halakha Kermuna, Shamar Shamar Yehuda. Halakha is like Ramuna. That if you waited long enough to finish the whole thing, you have to go back. Amar Rav Yosef, Kedei the Gemara Tkula, Meheke the Kai Lesefa, or Dilma Meresha Lesefa. When we said you have to, if you waited... If you pause long enough to finish the Megillah, you're not Yotzeh. Does that mean you pause long enough to finish the whole Megillah from beginning to end? Or you finish long enough to, po- to finish the Megillah from where you're up to till the end? That's a big difference. If, you're, if there's 10 Perakim in the Megillah, and you're up to Perak 9, right? So to finish to the end from 9 is not too long. To finish from beginning to end is much longer. So we're asking how much time can you wait at that point? Is it the amount of time till the end from the beginning to end, or from where you're up to the end? Says the Gemara. From the beginning to end. Because otherwise, you're going to make it flexible. Right? If you make it that it's from where you're up to the end, it depends on where you're up to, and it'll change every time. So therefore... You want to make one set time for everybody, and therefore it probably means from beginning to end. So even if you're on Predict 10, you have 
you could pause enough time to finish the whole Megillah from beginning to end. Amar Abba, Amar Biyami, Amar Abba, Amar Rav. Halakha kermuna, halakha zakermuna. B'shmul, Amar Enalakha kermuna. B'shmul, Amar Nihachi, Pudit Amar Nihachi. Amar Abkana, Amar Rav. Halakha kermuna, halakha zakermuna. B'shmul, Amar Enalakha kermuna. Okay, so big machloket was halakha zakermuna. Ramun is the one who says you have to finish the whole thing. Okay. Rabbi Matni Ibcha. Rabbi learns the opposite. Rav Amar En Alcha Kumuna. Rav says Alcha is not like Kumuna. Shmuel Amar Halcha Kumuna. Shmuel says Alcha is like Kumuna. So Rabbi has that Rav is saying it's not like Kumuna. Amar Rabbi Yosef says you want to know who to go like? Should you go like Rabbi or of Kahana? Right. Take Rabibi's rule, which is the opposite way. The Shmuel have a chayish to because Shmuel always worries about the individual opinion. We see from a different, completely different subject that Shmuel always worries about the individual opinion. What, what different subject? Now we learn to the Mishnah. Shomeret yabam shekidesh achiv Let's say you had a person, a lady who's waiting for Yibum, and the guy's brother, who she's waiting for, so you have Reuven and Shimon are brothers, and, and Sarah and Rachel are brothers. Now, Ruvain marries Sarah and leaves no kids. So now he dies without kids. So now Sarah is supposed to marry Shimon. But Shimon already married Rachel, the sister of Sarah. So now, in that case, So, Rabbi Hudabadera says that we, even though we let, we'll let Shimon marry Rachel, but we tell him Well, there's two other brothers, there's three, there's Levi also. So we tell him, wait for your older brother to decide if he wants to do Yibu Machalitza. And then you can go decide to marry Sarah. So we, we tell, when we, we wait for the older brother to decide what he's doing, and then, and then we let it happen. Now Shmuel says, So you see that Shmuel's worried about uh, uh, the strict opinion to go like, even though it's minority. So therefore, by us also, Shmuel is going to go like, like Ramuna. Right? To be strict and say, in our case, that you can only read the Megillah if you, you can only pause if you pause less than long enough to finish the whole thing. Okay? We're just seeing that just like he worries about the strict opinion there, he's going to worry about the strict opinion of Ramuna by us. Let's say the, the Sofer left out some letters or pesukim. And the guy reads it like like, like you read the meturgaman. Yatsai zote. Metivi, we ask the question: Habai otiot mitushot amakuraot imrishuman nikar kashevim la pesula. Right. So we said, if 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 there's letters that were written in Megillah that were torn. 
If you could see where it was, then it's kosher. Vim lav is not yotzeh. So how could you say a megillah that's missing words is okay? You see, it's not lo kasha. When we said it's it's a problem, that's if it's missing missing the whole thing. But if only parts are missing, is okay. If the, let's say the reader le, uh, forgot a pasuk, you shouldn't say kula pasuk. You should say I'll finish all and I'll go back and read that pasuk extra end. You have to go back to the pasuk and start from that pasuk and on. If you came to the shul and they read the tzibur read half. You don't say, okay, I'll read the second half of the Tzibur, and I'll go back and read the first half myself. No, you start from the first half and read it by yourself. Okay? Good. Now, Mishnah says, Mitnamnem lo yata. Hold on. Okay. What's called... What's called dozing off? Amar of Ashi, nim v'lom nim tivilot here. He's asleep in his sleep, and he's up, but he's not up. Tekarle, because if you call the guy by his name, Ani, he answers. But he doesn't know how to answer normally. So he's going he's to mumble something that won't make sense. But if you remind him, then he'll remember what happened. So it has to be a guy who, if the guy gets up right away, and he answers normally, that's, that's up. If he's totally asleep, he doesn't answer, that's sleeping. If he answers, but weird, that's called Mindamnem. And we said that Mindamnem, you're Let's say the guy was writing it and he was reading it with it. If he has his mind, he's Yotzeh. How does it work? If he's saying Pasuk, 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 and writing down, who cares that he's focusing on it? He read it by heart. In other words, if I said, and then he writes, so when he said it, there was nothing he was reading. That's called Alpeh. El Katsum Sukum Sukum Vikarina must be the case of First he writes, and then he reads, from what he just wrote. It must be writing from someplace, no? Moses, I thought you have to read the whole Megillah, it has to be all written there. Even the one according to the one who says you only have to write. You, don't have to, you only have to read from Ishudi. It has to be all written there. In other words, it's machloket how much you have to read in the Megillah. You have to read the whole Megillah from Vahib and Hashrosh, only you can start from Ishudi. But either rabbi agrees that it has to be written from the beginning. So it has to be written from the beginning, so that means you need to have it all there. So how can we say over here that if you're writing Megillah, you could be Yotzeh, even if I wrote the whole Pasuk? It doesn't work out because I didn't have the whole Megillah. Must be that you have a good Megillah in front of you and you're writing from that Megillah. So if we say that the case is that there's a Megillah in front of you, you see it's a proof that you're not allowed to write a Megillah without, without something in front of you. Because if we can assume that there's a Megillah in front of the guy, that means there must be a law that you have to make it out in front of him. So you see, it's a good proof to Rabbi Archana who says you always have to make it out in front of him when you write a Megillah. Mm-hmm. Maybe this case was that you had a Megillah in front of you, but you don't always have to do it. 
and therefore it could be there's no rule like Rabbi Hanan that you have to you have to have the gilah. In this case, the reason why it's good is because you happen to have one, but you don't have to have one. Gufa. We're mentioning we're going to isolate and analyze the previously mentioned statement. It says. He, they, he holds you not allowed to write one letter if you're not copying from another book. Metiv, we ask the question. It was a case of this rabbi. He went to go add a Adashini in to the year in the city of Asya. He wrote it from his heart and he read it. So you see, again, the rabbi went there in Adar. In Adar, you always make a leap here. So he went there in Adar. He got there, he realized there's no, there's no Megillah there. So he wrote it from by heart and then he read it. Mm-hmm. So you see that writing by heart could work. Over here, he knows that Rabbi Meir knew the Megillah so well that it's like. His eyes can see straight in front of you. So you, it's, like, it's like you see the miracle in front of you. Right? We found Rav Chista found Rav writing Sifanim, not from a Ktav. He told him, really, the whole Torah can be written from your house, because you know the whole Torah by heart. But the rabbi said, you can't even read one letter without a Ketav. The fact that he told him you can write the whole Torah from you, that means he knows everything. If our Reb Meir Katab or Meir wrote a Megillah from memory, if they don't, let's meaning this case is this a guy? Is this a guy who knows the Megillah Torah or not? The fact that he told him, "Oh, you know the whole Torah," so it sounds like he does know the Torah, and still he didn't let him do it. I thought Reb Meir, Meir went to the town; he didn't write a Megillah. Well, no, Shat Dahak Shani. Meir is a Shat Dahak. He was in the town without a Megillah, so let him do it. But we're saying you know how to do it when a place where there is other sefanim. That's why we don't let you write it from a without a ktav. Baruch Adonai Leolam. Amen. Amen. Okay, sorry. We're gonna do a little bit more before we go. Abai Shara Lebei Barchavu. The Mechtatum is not menaktav. Shlom menaktav. Abai allowed the, the people of Barchavu to write Megillah Tivim Mizot without copying from Mechtav. Kiman, how can he do such a thing? Right? They can be written by heart. You don't have to scratch lines on them. Normally, you have to scratch lines in the Torah. He don't have to scratch lines on the Mizot. don't need scratch lines. Mizot, but Mizot do need to and both will be written from memory. These are things that people know, and therefore, since people know to be mezot, you don't have to write it. But no one knows the whole thing, and therefore you have to write it from the Megillah. Okay? Let's go.